0: Welcome to The Niche Podcast, your weekly rundown of the biotech, pharma, clinical research and life science industries. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, muddy waters of data privacy and genetic databases, antibody drug conjugate approvals, unabated wild enthusiasm for CROs and mobile MRIs go public. The views expressed on The Niche Podcast are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations or companies with which they are affiliated. Reuters released a concerning report a couple weeks ago that the Chinese sequencing company BGI Group has been utilizing genetic data in collaboration with the Chinese military. The report alleges that genetic screens collected from more than 8.4 million pregnant women across 52 countries have been used in studies by the Chinese military. The marriage of major corporations and government integrations occurs globally. From my experience living and working in China, I would say they take a unique form within their current political economic system. Perceptions of how and when government policies and corporations should work together and in what capacity are not necessarily aligned between the Chinese system and other nations. The data collected by BGI from those living in China is stored in a national database, a technical public service, except the database is run by BGI. The reports suggest BGI is acting as a corporate genetic collaborator with the Chinese military to develop and screen for a variety of genetic conditions and illnesses. Privacy and patients' rights advocates globally have major concerns about how this data could be used in the long run. BGI, on their part, denies any wrongdoing, saying they're working with the military on strictly academic projects. The allegations here are concerning, but for those who like to cast shade on Chinese growing political force, it's worth remembering that the U.S. military spends billions of dollars a year in complex integrations across the biotech industry. As the world reopens post-pandemic and Chinese investment in biotech increases, expect significant ongoing tussles over privacy and patients' rights to continue. A new database is being launched by AbbVie, Biogen, and Pfizer in collaboration with the Broad Institute of MIT and Harvard. GeneBASS is a genetic database covering more than 280,000 individuals from the UK biobank. The database directly connects phenotype gene associations across 3,817 observed phenotypes. The goal is understanding the interconnection of genes and diseases to find new cures. So how is this different from what China is doing? Perhaps the clearest delineation is not one of moral superiority, but a pragmatic one of institutional goals. Big pharma companies want to use human data to make better drugs to make more money. Some may question the morality of these institutions, but their fundamental self-interests lie in treating human diseases. I'm dubious of the goals of the Chinese military, but it's certainly not an institution that's fundamentally rewarded for improving human lives. Underlying the evolving landscape is the question, where does ownership start and end on the code that unites us all as human? The Antibody Drug Conjugate, ADC, Chemotherapy, PADSEV, created by Estellus Pharma and Seagen, has received additional approvals from the FDA to treat locally advanced metastatic urothelial cancer. This approval is specifically for individuals who have already received other treatments like PD-1 inhibitors. The advancement in the space is critical as there remain fairly sizable unmet need categories across bladder cancers. Originally approved in 2019, PADSEV was projected to sell $1.3 billion this year. It's possible these accelerated new approvals will result in moderately increased guidance on the back half of 2021. By the way, the class of antibody conjugate drugs are quite cool. Imagine a classic Y-shaped protein of an antibody. Along the legs and arms, molecules of chemotherapy drugs are molecularly bound to the antibody. The antibody itself is specifically targeted to the common cell surface marker of a given cancer. After injection, the antibody finds the targeted marker, finds the cancer cell, is engulfed, and there releases the attached drug payload. Obviously, we have not biochemically perfected this process yet, but continued advancement in antibody targeting and the linker between antibodies and drugs means the field of 11 currently approved ADCs will absolutely evolve. Across the coming few years, expect a robust suite of ADC treatments for cancers with distinctive surface proteins to continue to emerge and garner additional approvals for the 11 that already exist. On my off week, the news dropped that ParExcel is being acquired for $8.5 billion. After just about four years under the ownership of Pamplona Capital, the company has gained $5 billion in value. And it's almost certainly not the end of this trajectory. Remember, PPD went public with a $9 billion valuation last year, only to be acquired by Thermo Fisher for $17.4 billion this year. I've told you a dozen times there will continue to be a string of mergers and acquisitions in the CRO space. So, where does the Parkcell deal fall in industry trends? I don't know that this is really a crazy move, but the involvement of Goldman Sachs suggests a transition to even more mainstream investors in the industry. It also means lots of folks are taking big bets on the intense growth of the clinical research industry. This won't be the last big acquisition of 2021. In a broader context, the hype will probably mean more companies trying to spin up quick sell solutions and positioning themselves to be acquired. Some of this will mean solid innovation by brilliant teams of industry leaders. But I also expect a decent number of companies that go heavy on the sizzle, light on the stake. The mobile MRI creator Hyperfine is going public in a $580 million SPAC plus acquisition deal. If I've got this right, they're going public through a SPAC that's simultaneously acquiring liminal sciences and putting both companies under the Hyperfine brand with multiple mobile scanning products and a ton of cash in the bank. Back in episode 34, we mentioned the $90 million Series D and Hyperfine's plans to roll out their mobile MRI solution across the market. Now, flush with cash, and public with Liminal's brain-sensing technology. Expect a combo of R&D and intense global sales across the next 18 months. I would not be surprised if they're really aiming for a multi-billion dollar buyout in the next two years from a market leader like Siemens or GE. Thanks for joining me on the Niche Podcast, your weekly summary of the top news in the biotech, pharma, clinical research, and life science industries. You can learn more at thenichepod.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. Like, comment, subscribe, and most of all, share with your friends. If you like what you hear, please rate and review. It really helps us. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson, and I'll see you next week.